This program is part of a vast landscape available only at openandclear.com. Pretty good, uh, considering. I don't. I don't know if you actually heard my father passed away last week. What? Yeah. No. I, I was saving that for live, so I could give genuine surprise. Oh my god! <laughs> I should be, you know, more remorse or something about that. But I don't know. Was, uh, this is funny because you were like, yeah, I want to save it for the show. That was a big one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it happens all the Damn, time. Dude. Right? I have like 20 dads that just die off every week. Yeah, but still. Damn. That's intense. It's like a, that's like a, it's like a birth. Yeah. It's a big, intense thing. It is. I, yeah. I mean, it is something real. And I, I got to be there, too. That was... Oh, wow. That was pretty good. Oh, how was, was that? It was just, it was pretty amazing, actually. I really enjoyed it. It wow. Well, I mean, I have a smile on my face now because mostly because of the confirmation I had 
when I, I watched him, he was, you can't really say the last breath, you know, it was kind of going for a little while. I just happened to go mm-hmm. there for the last hour, and then it, it, that was it. And it was, I was at his feet, and I actually saw him like this, you know, definitely a, this third eye experience of just I saw his face and he, he was young and he didn't have glasses on a big old smile on his face a flash of, of white light like the white kind of how you explained it when you we were talking last time about but it was just like timeless and it and I felt this huge release of this kind of a, a burden in my life I guess of being accepted by my father and uh I felt accepted. I felt loved and accepted more. And it was pretty interesting because my nephew was there with my sister-in-law. Yeah, that's right. And uh, he, he was all concerned and wanted to leave until he passed away. And then he was all happy and, and, and started playing and wasn't afraid anymore. It was pretty interesting how it just turned around. So I was... He he was aware of the same thing I I was. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was the resistance, that, all that resistance. And then once it happens, everyone has to release it because there's nowhere else to go with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely beautiful. Yeah. It was a beautiful thing. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's crazy. So thinking about... Um, other people who have passed that I've been very, very close to in my life. And like the first one was probably my my mom's mom. And that was super traumatic for me, like in the moment. I wasn't there. I found out no one was there actually, like none of my family. I think she was in the hospital and then everybody was went and then she had already passed. So oh. they could only, they just saw her body. And my sister called and she said, grandma passed. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, great. And then I just kept washing the dishes and it didn't hit me till like three years later. Three um, years. But I, wow. I, that was like a really intense one for me because I, I really wasn't awakened yet. And I, I was super resistant to any of this kind of stuff. Even though I've always had a knowing and, I, and even with her, like I had some really interesting experiences with like um, lucid dreaming and like mind control, sort of like we would read metaphysics together and that kind of stuff. And maybe that yes. that was part of my resistance to letting her go. But then like move, fast forward to my dad's mom and then it was like, oh, it, it felt good. Like when she passed, I also wasn't there, but it was like thinking about it she had she had suffered quite a bit in the last Mm. couple of weeks and it was like oh cool like it's the suffering is over like it felt really peaceful afterwards yeah it it was the same on that with my father yeah the suffering's over you could he he finally looked like he was at peace it was pretty amazing Mm. yeah a part of me was like I have to see it for myself I wouldn't believe it you know (laughs) She passed, and but no, I'm, I'm, and my family, we're, you know, we're happy for him. It's a good thing. Like even in the Mormon faith, as the majority of my family is participating in, that uh, it, afterlife is a big thing. It's, it's better 
regardless. Yeah. E- even if you haven't the faith, it's still better. And they have mm-hmm. the spirit paradise in prison thing. But even the prison is better than this. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's pretty interesting. So we're all, everybody's, you miss them, you know, you want, you want things to last forever and all that stuff, but it's, at the same time, it's awesome, you know, it's good. It's a good thing. Yeah, right? there's the understanding of going on to that, that place of unlimited love and unlimited allowing and unlimited beauty and peace and, like, effortlessness. And so not, yeah. not as much uh, manifesting of the physical reality, but it's kind of like a, um, there's it's all allowing, so there's no resistance. Yeah, it's so way. it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, what's up with you? Uh, oh, you know, actually, <laughs> I I did notice that. A couple days after or something, I I have had some pretty lucid dreams, but Mm -hmm. uh, one of them was just after I awoken, it was like trying to get me triggered, trying to get me upset about stuff, like random different stuff, like my brother who wouldn't have, didn't want to loan me some money at some time, has billions of dollars secretly, and just little things like that that were trying to piss me off. It, it was really weird because it, nothing really pissed me off that much until uh, it was even in the dream, which was not real, but my wife telling me she's having another man's baby. And, <laughs> and then I woke up all pissed off and started to cry. And, and I realized that it was just my subconscious mind trying to get me to cry about my dad. A little bit more trying oh. to purge like because there was tons of different things of trying to just piss me off trying to get me sad trying to get and it was building up and then you know and that, that there was, was some something there was something there me. you needed to let go of yeah, yeah. it wasn't even about that because it's not true and all this stuff and right yeah I, I even talked to her about it to make sure and like no, no. <laughs> you were like and, just in case I yeah. might be having some premonitions. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more like likely paranoia, and but yeah, it was. I realized it was definitely just to get me to emotionally purge and and get it out and. Yeah. So it was a great release from that. Oh wow! Yeah. My so, gosh! Wow. It's pretty interesting how That's, that works very interesting I've had some very similar dreams in the last few days in like similar in the sense of I have it's half and half so half of my dreams are amazing like I feel so much love and there was this like I was in this big giant room and then there was this man and he came to me and we hugged and it was like the most, it felt like home. I was like, oh, like, oh my God, I haven't felt this feeling in so long. And it was just like, like hugging your mom or your dad, like as a kid, you know what I mean? Like 
oh, like safety, security, like that nice feeling. And then other dreams where it's like super triggering. And I, I, I remember waking up from these dreams and thinking, God, that's annoying <laughs> because I, it's like my mind's processing it so fast. So then it's like stuff where it brings up things with my sister, with Julia's, like my daughter's dad, um, like stuff that like I've definitely thought about and processed and done like all that. And so it's just very strange. Like there's some things to be letting go of. and. I guess in the sense, astrologically, it makes sense because we're getting really close to the new moon. So we're doing like a lot of purging before we get to the moon, because once we, we go over the hump of the new moon, it's like about building things again. So from the full moon to the new moon, it's all purge, purge, purge. But I guess I still have some residual stuff there. <laughs> yeah, there's always a little bit. And, you know... It, just like the dream thing is that it's all about association in communication with us that it's not really necessarily stuff there uh you may have it in association to that but just like my subconscious mind was just trying to get me to cry and to purge and, and stuff if we think right. of it that way the imagery and the stories were just associations that i have you know okay what will get devon to cry Yes. You know, that it's yes, not exactly. really about the, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, his wife having another man's baby. Yeah, <laughs> that definitely get him upset and, and virgin. So, you know, just just those ideas. That a lot of, literally, that none of it was, was getting to me. It was some things I had a lot of questions about. I'm like, how is that possible? Wait a second. Is this really happening? But it's really just... I identify with these people, my brother, my, this other people, the person, whatever, this cow, that's another dream, uh, you know, my wife and baby and all this stuff, which is meaningless, really, to the subconscious mind. The imagery and the association is just strictly has a purpose of moving that energy. Yes. And just yes. letting the energy flow. Exactly. And so it's, it's, it just, it looks and sounds like this thing. So even when you say and and anybody out there having some sort of upset specifically oh you know i didn't realize i had stuff with my sister there i went through that and you were just saying it's not necessarily that that it's not it might probably is but not necessarily like it just in the same energetic frequencies where that problem resides you just don't have an association of imagery to it yet necessarily and so yes. it just uses old ideas again to try and get you with free will to allow it out mm -hmm. yeah. I think sometimes it's purging things that we may never be aware of like past life karma karma from this life that we didn't even realize was there yeah. like the, the, the emotions are just turning so that we can let them out but you're exactly right like it doesn't have to do with the specific situation that i saw in my dream it's more about letting that emotion out and that emo that 
situation my mind interprets to be related to that emotion but even then in reality like not in the dream world in the in the in the awake world we do the same thing like we interpret things in a way that makes us think the emotion is related to the thing and it's really not it's just an emotion that's there and for whatever reason our bodies are like attaching an interpretation and the perception to it because we don't have any other way of thinking about it like we just don't train that way in the way that we've been raised throughout history um we just don't train to just observe the emotion for what it is so we attach yeah. things to it and then yeah well it's a big thing about yes. this world definitely i mean yeah. we're more about the stories than you know even though the story is about the moral of the story we still think this the moral has something to do with the story but yes really it's, exactly you know it's the content uh, opposed to the curriculum right. or, or whatever that we think it's about and, yeah. and you can make it about the whole story the words and everything oh this person did this and that but like if you tell any story you can see this this movement in the story and and they have all formulas about what makes the best movie and everything and it, mm. it's, it's kind of like that is that even in our dreams especially since we're focused on that um like if you recognize that it's not so much about the faces you see it's not so much about the symbols and and everything and and of course we uh, as shaman can help you know interpret those images for people out there into what does it really mean what does it represent you know uh, just like another dream i had i mentioned a cow there was it was hmm. perfectly normal after driving a plastic car that was one piece that hadn't the wheels didn't move then this cow <laughs> swallowed a human whole like a mighty like a mighty python snake you know and, uh -huh. and then they cut it out and the cow was still alive and i was that really stinks so bad man but oh my god perfectly normal i'm, I'm trying yeah. to get past this cow without getting eaten and all this stuff you know what it, it's obviously not about a cow a plastic car that everybody else has a nice fancy car that with wheels that move but i have a plastic car that's just one piece anyway don't get me started you know <laughs> it, it seems absurd <laughs> it seems weird seems like it makes absolutely no sense but you know when you then dissect kind of the imagery just even symbols that stand out it, it you can get as much detail as you can remember but uh, it's really that communication still with the spiritual mm. universe and even just your subconscious mind uh, mm -hmm. assisting and moving that energy and and you know what you were saying that is about that energy but it's also it, it's on a global basis like it's it's the it's a weather thing there's an energetic weather that pours through uh everywhere that we as society even just our location specific location experiences the same energy flowing through and we translate it a little bit differently depending on our energetic pattern already you know like our astrology and stuff and and we translate it in different ways and we're healing the world all of us are healing the world as we're healing ourselves through that it's, like, <laughs> awesome. it's so funny that you that you're talking about this because um 
I have been thinking very seriously, seriously, not seriously, seriously. Um, about serious enough the differences between the cities I've lived in and which ones I like mm. more yeah. and which ones I like less than more. Um, I think I lo I've loved everywhere that I've lived. I've been really lucky to, to have a really deep appreciation for everywhere that I've had the opportunity to live in. But there are definitely certain places that still call me so, like the desire is so intense. It's almost like like a dream of mine to live in that yeah. place. So um, there's a very intense desire that uh, is not letting me go. And it's very interesting to me in thinking about the experience that we have when we're in a particular place and the energy that goes through us in a particular place versus another. And I have a very interesting experience because I've lived, I'll just give two examples, like Boulder, Colorado, and Portland, Oregon, where it's like really very different weather very different or climate I guess you could say um, different kinds of people different lifestyles different sizes and so one's very masculine the other is very feminine and just in that sense the energies are so different and it's kind of amazing that you just started talking about that but of course yeah. you're like insanely intuitive so well in the same in the same way like being called to something I, like we think of it as food some people have this idea that when you're craving something your body needs it and it's they nutritionally they don't necessarily believe this anymore so socially accepted an idea but energetically it's absolutely true and yes. and it's not just the, necessarily the food but yes places you live things you wear and stuff like that is like you're craving something that you need and, and you're averting something that you don't need and it's in the same way if you want to balance yourself out you almost have to recognize that you're usually craving or an excess of something so then you're going off the scale in one way and averting something that you actually need to be healing in so then like if you're trying to avoid something which is actually not healthy energetically at all the uh, that's where your healing's at is to learn to accept where you're avoiding and then say what you've been craving energetically is is actually yeah you might be already satisfied and you might go with the excess already you might be you know a little too much and you want to calm down uh, it's interesting because I have I have this in development this full spectrum diet, and uh, it's one of my classes coming up. But uh, using that oh, wow. idea, including food and everything, uh, I've done it with a few people, and surprisingly, energetically, where they have been avoiding, um, it gets pretty intense because you actually focus on each specific frequency throughout the week. And uh, it, it can be a little threatening when you focus specifically mm -hmm. on a frequency that you hate and don't want. And you, I mean, you, you can find them easily. Like, what's a color you don't like? You know, what's a food you don't like? You know, things like that, they actually I usually associate to very specific one or two frequencies. But as far as location, as you were talking about, um, you know, 
we can discover and find out in what frequency the specific location is as you were talking masculine and feminine and then with that you can all you can actually satisfy that urge or that question just by identifying what craving and aversion you have yes. energetically yes yeah. both the craving and the aversion are informing where the healing needs to occur and then i feel like in that sense take it a maybe to take it a step further is once you identify that and you heal that piece then you have the freedom to experience the fullness of whatever it is that you're supposed to be experiencing within that particular realm for example if you like living in one place and not in another then you can heal both and then settle then settle into where you're supposed to be living like where it's really actually aligned as opposed to somewhere in between avoiding and, and desiring yeah. and I think it's like the same with food and really yeah. everything and there could be the fact that you have guidance to actually go and meet the people and be within yes. a specific location as well but uh, even if you do identify that energetic pattern and, and then balance it out and equalize it it would be more clear if you are supposed to go or not uh, mm, exactly yeah. yes like you can actually align with whatever it's supposed to be or it, it feels more effortless mm -hmm. and less efforting yeah that's just, that's well, yeah. you know what i would consider like true alignment yeah almost naturally just happening you're like no i'm done or i'm supposed to go or it's just people are like asking you what are yeah. you doing why do you have to go it's time it's just happening it's you know i'm just yes. doing it instead of having question it out questioning or doubt. that's so fascinating because in considering this what i would call a conundrum in my head because it's all in my head um <laughs> nothing's actually happening i'm not moving um i'm here okay, in boulder stop, i'm not going anywhere um, but there's this conundrum of like having a desire to go somewhere else. And so I have this idea like, oh, the just like two or three days ago, I had the thought like, I'm ready to work on this. It's time to work on this. Like whatever needed to happen for me to feel settled enough to actually attack this, because for myself, the location, the home, the safety is like a very deep seated thing that I have been avoiding pretty much my whole life. So it's kind of like, oof, okay, this is one of the big ones that I'm like, I finally feel like I'm in the space where but, I can tackle it. So I mean, that's interesting. Can I bring up the uh, big thing in your life that's coming up? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you can't really move with a surrogacy happening right that's you right yeah there. yeah no so there's no way like question. even after a certain point i can't even really leave the city i have to be like near the hospital all the time yeah um yeah, yeah. so i that's, think this is what you're doing that surrogacy energetically for twins, right? it's, it's okay. what yes surrogacy for twins is is what the idea is right now right yes uh, we're hoping works. to have twins 
sometimes it doesn't work and maybe only one yeah. one of them survives um, sometimes none uh, but it's a it's a different situation than it would be if it were like an infertility issue in this in this case obviously I'm not infertile um, and neither is the intended father nor the nor the donor who's who's providing the eggs so I feel like that will actually make it easier for it to actually be twins as opposed to where you know you have you have an infertility issue and there's so much going on so then then that's where like you have more issues to both embryos surviving but moving's out um, of the question so you're not moving anytime soon yeah back to the back (laughs) to the issue at hand um I think that's part of why energetically I'm like, well, I can actually think about it because there's no way I can do anything about it. So it's almost like a safe space, a safe container for me to think about all of my issues Ooh. with home because I don't have a choice yeah. because I cannot run because my usual response to this thing is like, oh, this is a little scary. I'm out. And I literally have done this. Like I've literally been like, I'm going to leave the state and I have done it (laughs) because I had the mobility. And now that I literally cannot, I'm like, I, I think it's time to go through this weirdness, whatever the hell that is in me. I mean, it's me, obviously it's my own thing, but to tie it back to what you were saying, it's like, yeah, once we're able to address that, we can actually align with the thing that we're supposed to be aligned with. I have somewhat of a related story uh, mm. in a way. I mean, not necessarily related a whole lot yet. So I was married previously and before my okay. travels and I started doing A Course in Miracles and I, mm. through meditation, I kept getting this urge and feeling like this need to start traveling and to transcend the world and just doing that and I was I was really planning on doing it and then we got pregnant and so as much as I absolutely want to have kids always did and then I was embracing that and we were pregnant for about three months when when we lost the baby uh, oh, wow. It was going in premature labor, labor at 28 weeks or 30, I don't know, 28, I think. Oh my gosh. It was just on the cusp, of like 8% survival rate. And then the following week was like 28%. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. pretty interesting. We kept him alive for a week and, and all this stuff, but I was, I was already, okay, I can't go traveling. I'm not going to go traveling. And uh, I'm, I'm going to avoid that call because this is obvious. I'm not going to, I'm going to embrace the kid. I'm going to, I love it. And it's, I was thrilled and happy to do so as well. So, but then it changed, you know, and then I, after that whole experience and several months later, it was coming back again and the situation was different. So I did end up going traveling for five years 
and and all that so i mean as much as we think we know the situation it might be a whole nother healing experience which that's uh brush with death no that's not the right for uh experience with losing him i mean it was it was pretty intense emotionally for me at the time and not going through a whole lot of healing practice yet and Mm. and all of that so it was definitely a whole different story of what i thought i was embracing now i'm not putting yeah, anything on you or saying anything about your you know what of course oh yes no I, kn- anything, I know i know i know what this makes me think about is i was actually listening to abraham hicks talk about god i can't even remember what i listened to abraham too much <laughs> um but was the idea of your dreams will not let you go it's almost like what we started kind of started going on is on with is this thing about there's some sort of destiny some sort of fate some sort of thing that it's our job and we're here to do and this healing of the world and of humanity and so it's much bigger than we could even fathom definitely yeah and i feel like in the way that we could possibly talk about it with these words it's like what abraham was saying where it's like you can give up on a dream or embrace the thing that's in front of you because for whatever reason you're like well this is also my dream but if the timing is off like your dream will never let you go you can resist it all you want and then you'll just come back and try to do it again (laughs) like (laughs) you'll die and then the dream will be like no because in my opinion to bridge the gap here a little bit is like because i believe that it's related to like the bigger picture like something is calling us to do whatever it is because it's part of the healing that we need to do for the bigger picture yeah definitely we have specific healing that's necessary for the whole say universe Uh, we are a specific unique type of person to go through uh, trials and tribulations that no one else has with our unique perspective and Mm -hmm. And I mean, it, it's kind of weird to think of it as, as healing, but if we think of it as experiences, which is essentially the same thing, uh, yes. then we think of if the universe was to have every experience in itself, like living every experience, your unique life and perspective is required for it to have every unique experience. If it yeah. didn't have your unique experience, it would be incomplete. And mm-hmm. essentially, would have to complete it by having yours, you know. And that's so it's it's it goes into a whole multiverses and everything. But, yeah. Uh, it, I, so you, when you're saying dreams of talking about Abraham, it's almost you're talking about like goals and aspirations uh, more than sleeping dreams, right? In the sense, like you can give yes, up on your yeah, dreams. Yeah, no, but like the but dream of like having a family, the yeah, dream exactly. of living in a particular place, because that's yeah. sort of what, or the dream of 
doing this work that we do here, which is astral yeah. projection and astral traveling, lucid dreaming, right? Like yeah. the dream of being able to do those things. So yes, they're like, they're, they're goals and aspirations, but they're also much more than that. Yeah. When, because In a large picture. Dream, yeah. When a dream doesn't let you go, it's no longer really your dream. It's like the dream of the universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a greater purpose to it. Yeah, yeah. It, because it's interesting because the same things I came back from my death experience to experience are the first things that I've ever wanted to do in the world, it, yeah. as far as I can remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I came back for the same reason I came here in the first place. Yeah. And one of them was to have a family. Like, my yeah. mom would ask me, and I didn't have any words, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? And, and you can be anything, and, and being a part of the church, and, you know, having this idea of the prophet, and all I'm like, oh, I want to be the prophet. And, teach about spirituality kind of a deal and and she's like oh you can't pick that you can't choose that <laughs> and I'm like and like, oh they they choose you really and according to the church and and all that stuff and like, oh okay there that was a very specific request that she thought you were making yeah yeah, she had yeah. an association. But you were like, I mean, in this particular building by this person. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, and the other was, well, what do you want to be? All I could think of was, oh, I want to be a father. And, and those really, as far as coming back from my death experience, was to, was to teach my message, uh, which is of spirituality and how to discover it and achieve transcendence and then uh, also to have children and to have a family yeah uh, it's the same thing it's yeah pretty interesting it's like yeah you you great. have it in you yeah it's your purpose you're developed yeah. and designed for a specific reason and even though we try even just like in a dream you try and associate it to things there's mm. far greater purpose and reason to even having a family than having a family is about. And, and oh my goodness, yes. I mean, I, having a family is all this karmic healing for your bloodline and yeah. for other bloodlines. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, it's so much and beauty in there. can be a big... So much creation. big thing and essentially healing for the whole universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was thinking about, uh, interestingly enough, death. Um, <laughs> the last few days, for whatever reason, I think it's because my brother's in town. And so I was thinking about this one murder oh, situation yeah. that happened. <laughs> this one situation that happened when we were all kids. I mean, we were in high school. I think maybe I was in my first year of college. And my brother and sister are younger, so they were both still in high school. And one of their friends passed away um, in a motorcycle accident. And I was thinking about the conversations I had at the time with someone else who was in the medical profession and was like very medical about it. Like, oh, this is probably what happened in their brain and their heart and their lungs and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I can have these sorts of conversations. I have like this weird detachment thing um, <laughs> that I can do so I can, I can actually 
emotionally detached from something even though this was a very close friend to my family and it was actually really traumatic for almost everyone involved because he was very young i mean he was like in high school um but what i was thinking about now is the difference in looking at it in that way of detaching based on biology and then looking at it in the way of detaching because i think that that the the way people talk about recklessness and uh like being too wild it's almost like those people excuse me i just hit the mic those people um who are too wild are basically detached from reality and so they've literally embraced the afterlife or whatever that other thing is like they're in the allowing mode so much that the situations that they get into are very very thin there's a very thin line they're like right on the veil and so it's very uh, it can be very quick for them to transition because they're really like right on the edge and I thought how interesting to look at it that way instead of to think oh my god this tragedy and he was reckless and how silly and oh my god he was just tempting fate and it's just like well no it was kind of like your death experience where you were like no but I I need to come back to these attachments like you were in a certain space and then you were like but I want to be here on earth and I almost realized how everyone who is here alive is basically holding on to life because if we literally just like allow ourselves and let go we'll we'll just pass over yeah even if it's just starvation or not breathing <laughs> however you want to see yeah it. yeah you just it's just amazing but it put into a very different perspective the way to look at rather than thinking of all the tragedy and the like sadness and crazy like emotional resistance to death to think of it in like no they were just experimenting with that veil they were right on the edge like in a lot of experiences in their life like people who are really reckless with um you know very like hardcore drugs and things like that they're like right on the edge and so they've literally like in some way not in some way yeah, literally definitely. let go of life and they're cool with it and that's I mean, a very interesting space to be in yeah drugs is a poison and regardless of what kind it is it yeah. is a poison and it, to what degree i mean that's why overdose is so easy it's like you're really just going in a poison level that your body can't handle anymore right and so in that as far as biologically right and that's something that we have this thrill like Mm. to a dead spirit whatever to someone that has no body you know drug has no thrill Um, not just because it doesn't influence the body but because you know you're already over there like the drug thrill is because we're suppressed and we have this suppression experience suppression experience 
Like we are in suppression, and so just feeling different types, like getting a name, you know, LSD or DMT, ketamines or whatever, and you have a different type of experience, like as if you, you know, have a, a, a sphere and it pokes at different sides, or like your aura, it pokes at different frequencies of mm -hmm. getting you to die in this way, getting you to die in that way, getting you to die in this way, and you're experiencing, you know, a little bit differently. But essentially, it's it's the thrill of per perceiving the liberation and the freedom or the painlessness of that reality, you know. And so, mm -hmm. regardless of the drug, yes. you know, it's that it's the escaping of this limitation experience and going into that freedom experience, that liberation experience of yeah. what is available on that in the spiritual universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, I, but, you know, that, as we talked about before, about how that experience, like in a dream, is instant manifesting, It, the reason we hold on to this is, one, for a story, a great, you know, I have an identity, I want to live out, fulfill this purpose, whatever. And the other is, uh, if I, you know, if I go over there, then I'm completely lost as a specific identity and everything's changing constantly and continually rearranging uh, even like what am I isn't even a question that gets the same answer five seconds from now you're changing so often I think of uh, Doctor Strange have you seen the movie yes when I love that movie touched on the forehead and going through all this different yeah. layers and layers it's a lot like that she you know? like she like pushes him in there like okay you want you want to see yeah. this <laughs> boom <laughs> he doesn't have any clue what's going on hands inside hands yeah. inside hands inside hands you know the that's terrifying to one that wants the identification of definition i am devon mm. i am dr strange i am specific i'm easy to follow uh and that's why often like people have terrifying dreams you know or dreams that just wake them up yeah. and when you become lucid you wake up like my wife was talking about that she, every time she becomes aware of dreaming she wakes up and it, it's it's because of the specific holding on to is uh, having definitions yeah. and and strict reality i want to be this and keeping it the same all the time hmm because it really, it's doing that all the time, as the hands inside hands inside hands all the time. So if you think about it, you look at your hand, how is it that I see a specific hand that seems to be consistent when it's constantly changing, overflowing all over the place all the time? And you want to say, well, it's not doing that all the time. But if let's just say it is, which it is. Uh, it the is. specific, <laughs> that's what perception is. Perception is a... I'm only going to see this hand, not the trillion others. I'm only going to see For this face. For whatever reason, not we get really, faces. really freaked out about exactly seeing other things. Yeah. I think we're. I think this is part of the healing. I mean, I, I feel this is part of the the healing. It feels, it feels good to talk about it, and it's because uh, what I'm talking about is. It, the human race evolving like you and I are having this conversation potentially 
now in the past in the future like whoever sees this now in the past or in the future like and the fact that we're even having this conversation is amazing that we're not um getting killed because we're having this conversation i mean these are things that were real like not very long ago um there were witch trials where if people talked about anything like what we're talking about they would literally like people were so terrified they'd be like okay this person needs to go (laughs) um but it's amazing because we are evolving and so we can talk about it but for whatever reason we've always been so scared we humanity whatever have been so scared about it and it's it's fascinating to me but um the other thing is i have this book called hands of light and it's about reiki healing and it's about this woman who sees auras and that's sort of the same thing it's like you can train yourself to release that fear and then all of a sudden when you release that fear you start to see reality a little more and it's really amazing what you can actually see with your eyes not like with your third eye and your into it like it's it's way more like physical in the sense it's definitely intuitive obviously also but it's like way more physical you can actually see it like the way they see it in that movie doctor strange where he does the things with his hands and then he can like go into another reality and it's it's it feels more like that and there are people now on the earth and and more and more and more people who are continuing to train in this way of thinking and perceiving and of releasing that fear of where we actually are at yeah. where it's like hands upon hands upon hands yeah like you were saying and it's amazing yeah so there's as far as as like the hands upon hands is like there there is the ability to see that and and then there's the ability to ride that it's like mm. so often that we get stuck in saying i'm gonna have this specific hand which is a weird choice mm. Uh instead of this specific hand or this situation talking about multi-universe situation and when you then free up your mind or liberate your experience uh, the the difference between in my death experience I wanted to see the hands I wanted to experience all the universes at once and I did just that and then from that I coming back it wasn't coming back to the same situation, the same, you know, stagnant reality. Uh, it, I'm riding the wave, uh, you know, on multiple hands situation. Like, uh, yes, I'm seeing, I'm cho- really what the choice was to see one at a time, but I'm on multiple at a time, like riding, oh, this hand, this hand, this hand, this hand, this, which we're really all doing. But to be a little more aware of the broad essence of seeing multiple universes at the same time and, and just allowing, uh, not just being okay with the stagnant one, it is the exact same hand all the time, but that riding, riding the wave is the best way to explain it because this is a different hand constantly all the time. And to actually see in the experience, like I'm in a different relationship with my wife almost every single day and my children and we're all changing all the time and going through different ups and downs and 
mood swings and so on and I see that and and can recognize that, that that's all just this moving in and out of multiple universes which we're doing almost constantly all the time and and to actually recognize that there is different memories in one which they don't all remember the other memories in another and I can actually identify and recognize that oh you know I'm in a different universe than that story or experience we had together and and quite differently and just writing it in a different way yeah to be aware of it more consciously is really amazing and that's why I love uh, lucid dreaming and astral projection especially because that's you can kind of go places <laughs> not kind of yeah. you can really experience in in a contain within a container within something that feels safer I guess in a way than just so uh, I guess what I'm where I'm coming from is from the perspective of the one singular reality where we have like your normal or you've lost your mind and um, this is a very interesting way of talking about it if we if we think of it because losing your mind is exactly what we are trying to do (laughs) in a sense we are trying to lose our minds but that's a very scary prospect when that's so stigmatized in this singular reality that we come from in some ways or that we've we chose to live in for what i would consider a long time really it's more like a leap in time but anyway we're not going to get into that um it's kind of like how to be okay with the insanity which the, yes. the problem with insanity is that someone's terrified of it or having a problem with it and so there's the resistance that makes them lash out and crazy with yes. society and stuff exactly it's like it's, it's the same thing like, as awakening without resistance yeah. yes exactly it's the releasing and the allowing that makes losing your mind really fun yeah. <laughs> I like as the opposed going, to really terrifying as far as you said about going places I wanted to mention you know my son that I that we lost his name was Tyler Ethan mm. and uh, like the last well I really he never opened his eyes he was too too young oh hang on I got sound issues he never opened his eyes, and so I, I really wanted to see his eyes, see what color they were, and people tell me, you won't see his color of his eyes until he's like three months old or something, it's not, it can change and all this stuff. And it was in the, that experience on that last day before we, when we decided it's probably best to let him go, and it was, it was about a week, that uh, I, I was dreaming when I was sleeping, and I found myself looking straight at him, and um, seeing he, he was real tiny, obviously so premature. And I would often look at him like that, and, and uh, then he was just sitting there, and his eyes opened, poof, and they were green like his mother's. And then I woke up, and it was oh. quite an awesome experience to to have that recognition. Is like. Oh, he he wanted to tell me that, or or I wanted to satisfy. Either way, 
that you know his his eyes were green like his mother's and and it was good so but i, I got that confirmation i felt a lot better about it after that too yeah that's beautiful it's really amazing to fall in love with another one other it, so deeply um that whole experience is one of the most beautiful things that we have as humanoids <laughs> it's really incredible yeah. yeah it's definitely a wonderful experience we can have in this world and this life just yeah. to have say disconnect from each other and then be able to find connection with each other in so many different varieties of ways mm-hmm. it's pretty remarkable and essentially in that way what this world is about finding connection finding love again in, in multiple ways yeah <laughs> man oh man what a talk thank you for being here with me yeah thank you thank you all for listening so fun let us know you're out there fill out the form uh, in the description or at the website openingclear.com hit the contact page at the button and register hey Chris thanks for being here Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, Chris. You're amazing. (laughs) You've really been helping out with a lot of stuff around here. Yeah. You just gave me a. And I seriously love reading all of those. Like, I have so much fun with this whole experience. Yeah, the dreams. Yeah, Yeah. just the the dreaming on my own, and the the being on here talking to you, Devin, and the reading of everyone else's experiences and what they're going through. And it's really so powerful, like to have all of us really collaborating in this way to just share like the beauty of whatever this is. It's really, really amazing. So thank you everybody. And have a beautiful night. Yes.